What's up and welcome to the Mandalorian After Show. We're breaking down Chapter 4, The Sanctuary, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. We have a new planet, new characters, and a whole lot to break down, so stick with us. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Oh, yeah. Meme assemble! Oh my gosh, that meme broke the internet. I'm so here for it. Welcome back to the Mandalorian After Show. We miss you all during our Thanksgiving break. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving or however way you celebrated your day off. We hope it was great. We have a really fun episode to talk about today. Before we get into it, I'm Chewbacca's long-lost daughter, Steph Sabra, and I am joined to the left by Rilo Ren. He is the head of Popcorn Talk, and Ryan Nilsson is his his real his name. His full name. Thank you so much, <laughs> Chewbacca's daughter. Yes, episode four, exciting one. Hope you had an amazing break. And Christian Blatt, I know you had a great break. Christian Blatt to his left, Grand Moff Christian, to be much. correct. Yes, uh, we ate many banthas on uh, Thanksgiving, as we mm. often do. They're delicious. Give it a try. Jimmy soup and a Yoda soup. Oh, uh, yeah, mostly Yoda soup. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of Yoda soup this yeah. week. I think there's a lot of us under the weather, so Yoda soup bit. has healed healed us, but uh, we are missing Grand Admiral Zia Anderson, mm-hmm. and uh, that is our one of two in our Star Wars, or in our Marvel panel, Marvel. which Correct. is Christian, yes. so we, we really miss her, but she will be back next week, don't worry. So and let's just let people know that right after this, if you're watching live... We're going to do episode Yeah. Five. That's yes. right. So yes. tweet at Zia underscore land and tell her how much you miss her. Yeah. yeah. That's She's a missing good two idea. episodes. Oh. Two. Well, I mean, and look, who cannot miss that Star Wars girl? We miss Hello. her dearly. Perfect pick. That is our producer in the booth, Jeff Graham. He knows nothing about Star he Wars, knows but knows a lot about film. Yeah, and he, a lot about film. Before we started, he was like, well, so does this one have the Vulcans in it or is it the Klingons? And I'm like, Jeff, <laughs> just start trying. Just a little. I'm going to start trying harder. Okay. I do want to quickly pat my film knowledge on the back, though. Today, Ryan, there's a movie that can out on Netflix today called Marriage Story. I'll keep it quick. Yes. Ryan told me that there is a Broadway song in it. He did. I guessed the composer and the song first try. <laughs> Ryan just it. sunk down. He nice. did guess it. Yes. It was really impressive. Well, let's tie it to Star Wars. Who is in that movie? Uh, Adam Dr- Kylo Ren? Yeah. Wow. How was it? It's, it was good. I mean, it's about his divorce. So if you want to watch Kylo Ren go through a divorce. Check it out Love on Netflix. It. I, I definitely want if to If you want to watch us talk about this episode, stick with us. We're going to be breaking down the new planet introduction to Kara Dune, which has been highly anticipated. And I don't know what the future of her character is, but we'll get into it. And then the villagers and Mando and kind of the backstory, we more backstory on Mando that we get from the villagers. Then that epic battle scene and kind of what's next with the bounty hunters still Get chasing after our beloved baby Yoda. And then we will have our special segment by Ryan Nilsson, and that is our Director's Corner. Director's Corner, where we break down the backstory and history of the director of this episode, Bryce Dallas Howard. And then we will have some prediction or news and gossip. News and gossip. News and gossip, and it will also involve our director, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, the and baby then, Yoda T. Yeah. Then we will wrap it up with predictions, but I do want to remind you guys, we are live on YouTube right now. Christian Blatt is the man in the chat and he will be he'll be talking to you all and keeping us in the loop because you guys are a part of our panel as well so let's dive right in what did you what was your overall thoughts of chapter four wow uh, I really like this episode quite a bit this was very inspired by some westerns and samurai films of the past if you've ever seen I'm sorry I just spilled all my coffee wow. <laughs> 
I saw, I saw the drips. But uh, <laughs> go on, <laughs> keep it together, McClunky. Yeah, you definitely oh, McClunky yourself. It. Yeah, Yoda McClunky all over your shirt. Well, and it's my Christmas Yoda top. Oh boy. Well, uh, we'll, Elf, we'll I am that not. Up. Elf, Baby Elf, Yoda is not. officially better at drinking hot liquids than our very own Chewbacca's daughter, wow. Sephora. She was watching. Correct, fight. sir. Yes. Okay, right. So sorry. It's just like this film, Your Jimbo, <laughs> uh, which is a samurai <laughs> film from the uh, the 30s and 40s. And it's basically, you know, it's the classic setup, like this hero kind of uh, far out bounty hunter coming through an old town. The villagers need help and he offers up his support and maybe learns a few things about himself along the way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, classic Western samurai setup uh, premise. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. And we learned a lot more about Mando this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, that film, of course, directed by the great Akira Kurosawa. So Kurosawa. it's like when you know anything about samurai movies, that's your guy. Mm. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people... I Okay, so the internet is quibbling like, is this a, is this a Western or is it a samurai? They're really the same thing. Mm-hmm. Both. The samurai, I would say, it's a little bit more appropriate because they have the armor and the code and the all that. The code of honor, but yeah. But the wandering from town to town and all of that... That feels a lot like the Western. And a lot of samurai movies, The Seven Samurai was made into The Magnificent Seven. So yeah. they're really the same thing. And I love that you get a little bit of these uh, these undertones from both different kind of genres yep. in this show. Yojimbo is basically a fistful of dollars. So it's right. these 60s yeah, exactly. movies that are, forgive me, I said 30s, it's 60s movies. Uh, yeah. I was not going to correct you. That's a great, I was keeping that to myself. Great point. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like me. I must not be feeling well that I wasn't going to correct <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, Christian and I are under the weather. Mm. <laughs> but I have Yoda tea. I'm healthy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out of here, not, Ryan. Oh. Back to tanks. Well, my opinion on the episode <laughs> is that it was great. And we talked about this on Star Wars News, which Ryan and I do on our sister network Popcorn Talk. talk every 4 p.m. Thursdays. Exactly. I was saying that um, I, I love this episode, but it's funny. My sister, who's not the biggest Star Wars fan, loved this episode. So it was by far her favorite. It's the one that sold her into the series. And we were talking about the film. She's the type of Star Wars viewer that liked Solo better than all the, the past, all of the films, right. really. So Well, she, you know, my hot take that I've said on record before is huh. I liked Solo more than the last 35 years worth of Star Wars movies. <laughs> Since Return of the Jedi. Because you know why? Sorry. It was fun. I mean, speaking of Solo, the Howards, but yeah. both, both the family members, what's great you were saying is there's such a variety with these episodes. Yeah, we get I think one, they're hitting each yeah. fan base, but I think this episode was fun. That's exactly yeah. it. And we did have some deeper moments and some moments of vulnerability that we haven't seen Mando in, which I'm here for. I'm, I'll wait patiently until he's ready, but... <laughs> Are you like the, the, the woman on the planet, forgive Yo. me, I don't remember her name, where you're willing to just, you know... Throw down with this guy without ever seeing him. How like, close were they to just just going, getting yeah. in that ship? Yeah, and I mean, take your helmet off. Like, whoa, what's about to go down here? Yeah, I mean, yep. this is a man's code of honor, and you were just about to ask for it. He's like, if I take it off, I can't put it back on. Which like, is whoa, yes, so mind blowing. <laughs> but yeah, the episode overall was fun. I love to see. Gina, and we knew that she's in a really athletic, yeah, she's an extremely athletic woman and superstar, so to see her, and I know she did all of her stunts, essentially. Yeah, all of her stunts, MMA background, we finally got to see her, she had a character poster, and uh, we got her in episode four, so we, we were all curious to see what who her character was, and we learned a ton about her backstory, too, with the rebellion and everything. Yeah, let's talk about her. So we land on this new planet, and 
I do have some issues with the fact that Mando is just walking around with Baby Yoda like like he's not the most wanted man in the galaxy right now. Right. What did did you think is that just how the separation is between planets that they might not know? I mean, Christian Blatt, you're a father. Would you just leave your kid like Order some well, broth, and I'm just going to track someone down real we'll, quick. We'll talk more about this when we Watch do episode the kid. five, by the way. But, yeah, uh, I mean, clearly he doesn't really have uh, uh, any any nurturing settings on that armor because he's just like, all right, you know, don't touch anything. But what I love about Baby Yoda, he's like, all right, stay here and don't touch anything. And then the door opens, and then standing stand him right next to him. He's like, no, I'm going on this adventure with you. So he knows to leave him there. But at the same time, Baby Yoda's like, yeah, I got I to gotta walk the earth. I came from Kung Fu. You know, I cannot <laughs> stay on that ship. I'm glad you like that. Uh, so I think that's what makes him so endearing. Is he's like, no. And we've only seen a little of it, really, in that one episode. He can take care of himself, you know? And he hasn't had to in a lot of these uh, other episodes. So he's not worried, I don't think. So he's just like, I'm going to be okay. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Ba- Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda. It's funny. I mean, but- he took down whatever that uh, that back looking Big horn monster. Big yeah. horn rhino. <laughs> okay. A big rhino. He literally flipped. There's a coin on this table, by the way. He flipped a coin and was like, watch the kid. I yep. mean, it was a cool Western <laughs> yep. moment, but like, the, he would just get up at a moment's notice to pursue someone who he might think is a threat and leave Baby Yoda helpless. Luckily, he came around the corner with the soup, but I don't know. I think he's being a little <laughs> neglectful. He's not really thinking it through. Like, you have a, it's 50 years old, but you have a child. Yeah. I don't think Baby Yoda can really take care of himself fully. He, he has some degree of ownership of the Force. I think if his life was in danger, you could see somebody at least get frozen up in the air while he scampers away with his adorable feet. We'll see. I don't think he can get far on foot. That's mm-hmm. true. He, yeah, well, can, can he fly? <laughs> we meant we'll oh, see. I hope. <laughs> that, uh, I, that, the beginning of this episode was a little slower for me, and then I got more into it because I was also, the introduction of Kara seemed, mm. like, how are you that just... Right. He was making way too much eye contact or whatever kind of eye contact you can make with a helmet helmet contact. But nonetheless, we we got their introduction and they meet outside and they have a really right. Well, I was sorry. They have a big fight, but she she mentions post fight that she like was on Endor. Yeah. So she she was on Endor, but she left because the politics got away. Yeah. Which is pretty fascinating. I kind of wish we got more about that. I know. We got two sentences, something about, yeah, I was there for when they were cleaning up an Endor. Well, and there have been some disparaging comments for the New Republic not doing a great job with the takeover from the Empire, which obviously they don't do an amazing job if the uh, First Order takes uh, effect somewhere you know, between now and Force Awakens. So uh, I, I do like when we get those little tidbits about it, though, you know? And I like when you just feel like maybe... The planets that we see on the Mandalorian are a little bit more beaten down than they were under the Empire. Because it's like, sure, look, they were uh, tyrannical murderers, all the worst things you can think of. But it, it seems like, you know, they at least kept some degree of order. And the New Republic's like, oh, do whatever you want. It's yeah. okay. Just just share your feelings. We'll be over here. We're gonna go we're gonna go in our magic city in the sky. We'll go in Coruscant. What do we so we know she The she's, guild is after her right. too. 
Oh, yeah, they're at the guild's after her, mm-hmm. too. She has had a history with the Rebellion. She has this tattoo yeah. under her eye right there. It's yeah. pretty cool. I hope you learn more about that. Gang, I hope, gang. I hope you get one by next week. <laughs> I just see. Just <laughs> something to think about. Yeah, maybe a Sharpie marker. But, get my uh, <laughs> name tied on your face or we're oh, not co-pilots. Steph. Oh, man, I'm being put on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what did you think? We were a little... We were a little curious about what her performance is going to be like because she, her mileage has varied in the past, and I think uh, I was I was happy. I, I was, was happy too. I thought she did a solid uh, job. So I've never seen her in anything. I understand that she's yes, in you Fast have. and Furious. You saw her in Madness in the Method. I'm with Roxy. Oh my Stryer, god, Roxy I did see her. Yeah, in that. you're right. Oh, was she Jamie's girlfriend? Yes. Okay, so I forgot that I saw her in that, but I haven't seen her in like an action film. Shout out to Roxy Stryer, by the way. Shout yeah. Out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I love how that's Roxy Stryer's movie featuring Jay Muse. Uh, in any case, I forgot that I saw her in that, but I haven't seen her do action sequences, and I'm like, I don't know. That's all I want from her. Yeah, yeah. I thought that the action sequence was great, and we've been so lucky with this show that they don't have to skimp on the action. You know, like they're going to spend a full day choreographing it, make sure they get it to look right. So the action sequences are great, and just the fact that he's in this armor, mm. you're like. It's not easy to move around in that, you totally. know. So to, yeah, still, to fight like yeah, that. Yeah, but he but he doesn't really have that much of a problem, you know. And so that's why it's always so impressive. Yeah, she was really impressive in that, and I thought it was directed great and shot great because it looked like a realistic fight between yeah. two really strong people instead of where they could have cut corners. I thought that was a great scene, and then just to cap it off. The most iconic moment where during he's, the middle of their yeah. fight you turn and Baby Yoda's just sipping soup Again, in a robe. Just he's bringing everyone together. Yeah, you could be that... fist fighting someone on a random planet, aiming guns at each other's heads, and then you see Baby Yoda and you're like, And I love it. how he se- he's able to sense obviously that there's not a real problem between them two because or else he would have probably wanted to get in between it like he did we've seen him before and said he was just like casually like they'll get over this yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean that's why it's such a great meme it's like he got a front row seat he's like this is this is awesome (laughs) you You children there's not there's not a much of a stage show yeah he's probably older than both of them by the way he's 50 you think mando's 50 under there no she's not So, that's a great point. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, just, he's always so calm, cool, and collected. And um, we, awesome. we love you, Baby Yoda. Uh, I didn't see that episode until, I think, yesterday. So, that meme was making the rounds since last Friday. I didn't feel like it ruined my enjoyment of it at all. I'm just, no, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. But we they kind of go in separate directions, which was a little bit surprising. But we, we know that they ended up back together. But... They well, he's like, This planet's hers, she's on the run. Oh, yeah, this yes, planet's taken, yes. and we're gonna okay, let's move out tomorrow morning. And he's packing, yeah, the which ships. is so bizarre to me because yeah. it's an entire planet. But I guess it's if like, the guild is after you both, I understand you're it's too hot, you're the streets are too hot I for guess. both of you, but whatever. <laughs> we we find out they're on Sorgan, is the mm. planet, and it's the same from the intro shot we get of peaceful, the peaceful farming uh, right. people that they get attacked. By platoonian raiders, some raiders are those. Are those, uh, those uh, Bosque-looking characters, or do they look a little different? I couldn't quite tell. What slightly different? different. Yeah, okay, so but you know, probably they kind of look like Lord the of the Rings. Probably the same yeah. costumes, but they added some different color to it. Like yeah, Rukai a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For so, sure. but they 
they end up two of the villagers end up meeting Mando on his ship before he takes off and are begging for his help and I, I we all knew that he was gonna come around, but there was a moment yeah. where I'm like, Mando <laughs> <laughs> This was the one scene I was sort of rolling my eyes at. Talk I, about I, it. I, I again we saw it coming. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to go help them out. But the fact that these two guys, first of all, they ride like a little speeder hover thing over and they're like, help us. We need help. And like, they're really begging. And he goes, yeah, no, nah, I'm just not about it. And they're like, man, we got to walk all the way back. It's like, dude, you rode there. Yeah. What are you talking about? Walk back. Walk all the way back. It's like a quarter mile Drag away. Them. Like, what are you talking about, man? And he's just like, Outwardly Look. complaining, like not keeping it to himself. Oh man, now we gotta go all the way back. Oh, and Mando's I'm like done. secluded. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe secluded. They, it's like they drove their electric car to Vegas, but there was no charging station yeah. there. So they're like, well, now we can't do anything with it. I feel like that's what it was. Wow. I know. Wow. And you know, okay, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But when Mando hears, okay, they can provide me some shelter. Maybe if I give them a little help, they'll help me out a little. That was I love that. That's a great plot device. Unlike Yojimbo, where it's so, even in those old samurai movies and western films, they're just kind of brought into the situation. This seemed very believable. Like they do have something he needs. Like this is a realistic reasoning yeah, for him to help. I agree, and it does make sense that he would want to bring Kara along, Kara along too, yeah. when they ended up grabbing her because. It is a pretty good hiding spot. If there wasn't a tracker, it'd be a great hiding spot to be with uh, village people who have been there for centuries. Totally right. So that made sense. So he ends up going with him. They pick up Kara, obviously. And then we get the introduction into the characters that we saw in the opening shot. But one is the love interest. Mm. (laughs) And she exposes this whole new side of Mando because she instantly starts just getting after him about his life essentially yeah. and the meaning of his helmet and when he can take it off and that's when Ryan mentioned it earlier we found out that if he takes it off he just can't put it back on there were more questions between the two of them than like on a first date I know the sexual tension well, my it, goodness you She's have to like, think of it as more like speed dating you gotta get it all out <laughs> it really was light but speed dating I did <laughs> see now that I like <laughs> Uh, I did like that we saw that he took off his helmet to eat by himself. Yeah, because I was wondering that. Yeah, because it's like it's at some stunning. point, like you got to take it off. Yeah. I get it; no one can see you. And does my he take acne it? would just be insane. Yeah, he's probably really ugly. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's probably got like a ZZ Top beard. You know, I mean, it, oh my god! But uh, do you think he takes it off in front of Baby Yoda? That was my thought. Oh, great question. Because it's like, he's another person, but he's also like a baby. He doesn't, you know, in theory, he might not remember things from this point in his life. I don't think he does. My I don't is, think he my does. My guess is he doesn't, yeah. I just, since they're on the ship together, you know, it's... Uh, Everyone, though, have you run into people talking about the show? Everyone's like, how does he eat? I'm like, guys, he takes the show in this yeah. episode, he takes the helmet off, he just eats. Like, people were thinking, like, oh, he puts it under the helmet. Like, no, he takes it off. He has a straw. He's got a straw. Like, everyone was asking that when I was home for Thanksgiving. Like, how does Mando eat with the helmet on? He can't always have it on. I'm like, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm too was happy they yeah. took it off and showed that. But through that, we kind of get more confirmation that Mando wasn't like Mandalorian born. It seems like he has a lot to prove, and that's why uh, when he's being questioned, and I think kind of almost tempted to settle down and live this life, I think he has a lot more he wants to do and prove for himself. 
That's such a big point, Steph. I think that was maybe the biggest uh, reveal for his character this episode because this whole time we've thought, oh, he was just one of the Mandalorians he was raised. I think that village and those flashbacks that we've gotten in other episodes, he wasn't a Mandalorian. That wasn't Mandalore. So this was another village, and he was a foundling, like all these other kids that they reference um, when he's with the other Mandalorians in the other episodes. So this is more... This is super intriguing because he is not a Mandalorian by blood. And I think that this is teasing the idea that he will take that helmet off and maybe even leave the Mandalorian order. I think because he's not a traditional Mandalorian. That, that, that's a really key element to his character now. Uh, my thinking, by the way, when this episode started, I thought that it was a flashback and we were going to see like a young version of him again. Oh, like, wow. It seemed like, okay, so this is the beginning of what we've seen flashes of before. Uh, and then, you know, it became apparent fairly quickly that that's not what it was. Uh, but uh, I thought it was like, all right, we're going to start off with the Mando flashback. But it seems that it was all very familiar to him because it, it, that early part of his life probably felt exactly like that village to him. Yeah, yeah. it's a reason for him to do it. Too. Yeah. He's, he connects with them. He identifies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm really, that's the main thing that's keeping me obsessed with the show is I just love the whole lore and background of him and the Mandalorians and finding out more about him I think is where we're finding depth in the show. Everything else is kind of, I've be- realized it's just an adventure of the week. Yeah, almost, so. it's simple but effective. Yeah, yeah, so the we see, we meet more of the villagers. Baby Yoda wins over all the village kids, which is the best <laughs> thing ever, and... Obviously, there's the raiders that are trying to get after them. So originally, when they found out they have an AT, um, ATST. ATST, they decided that they were going to leave them. You guys got to move. There's an ATST. <laughs> we got to get out of here. I thought oh, that was my that was a great approach. That's uh, you know, that's I love between... that we got an ATST though. They're the, so badass. That's the difference between a bounty hunter and a superhero. A superhero is <laughs> like, well, we're gonna have to fight that ATST, aren't we? Bounty hunter's like, yep, everybody move. We got to go. Everyone this isn't out. gonna work out, you guys. Trust well, me. When I watched this over Thanksgiving break, I was at home and I have a Lego ATST right oh, here nice. in my room. That's that was so awesome to see. I was totally nerding out. Like we we saw those on Endor. Yep. This was such a cool utilization of that vehicle. Like they got it from the Empire. The eyes were red. Yeah. That was oh cool. my god. That and was that, very the way cool. it was shot when they first went into the forest during the attack, it looked like a monster, and it was really well done. It wasn't usually how we see them in just walking and playing. Di- like it was yeah. sleeping. <laughs> and they're talking about it like we can't take that on. Yeah. Like, they're really building it up. But speaking we see of it. Endor, when they they are like, okay, we'll stay. Let's devise a plan. Mm. I feel like that trap was very Ewok Endor esque. Definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, the Ewoks just took a couple of lives and bashed it in the <laughs> side. Like, I was like, well, where's that plan? You know? There's it's, no trees. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? You might have just poked a hole in my plan. But uh, I did like that it was whoever was operating it was smart enough to be like, uh, nope, not going to go step in your trap. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at this concept art. That yeah. Is so that's amazing. Yeah. But the plan was cool in teaching the villagers how to fight was very I got like a very th- that felt very throwbacky too in a sense and also well, that's, Mulan-esque. that's very that's very like uh, uh, Magnificent Seven and you know or any of those samurai yeah and, yeah, and, yeah like, Western throwback. you have to help the you, you need help from the locals so you know it's like who's who's shot a blaster by the way 
Mando's girlfriend had shot a blaster before. Oh, how that's badass. How, that's how you knew she was perfect for him. Yeah, that's when he was like, damn, I'm yeah. tested right so now. So does yeah. she have a background? Like, what is... How did she have blaster experience? Was she ever fighting with the Resistance or the Stormtroopers? That's a great question. I think she had something to do with that. And maybe, you know, because we can tell Stormtroopers used to be on this planet since there is an ATST. Mm-hmm. So maybe she fought with them in the past. I hope we get her again. I hope a lot of these characters we're getting in this this season we we I feel like we're with. not. not think so? I, I feel like not in this season. I feel like in season two we might revisit some of them. I think we mm. might never see Nick Her Nolte. Again. I think we might never see Nick Nolte again. I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> no. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That's kind of the bummer I've realized throughout the weeks. I luckily the Mandalorian is so enticing, and that is enough. Mm. But it does. I I'm a I love characters and character diving into them deeply in shows. So it's kind of a little bit disappointing that we only really have one to focus on, and we're barely getting. We're getting sprinkles. Yeah. 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 So that that battle scene, I thought it was epically shot. Absolutely epic. I mean, and really cool that we got the plan, too, of them. Okay, so we have this little ditch. Yeah. It's like this little river, and if it steps in it, it'll, it'll totally collapse. Love that idea, and we're going to draw them in with the villagers. But then when the ATST doesn't step in it, like, how are they going to get it to fall in there? And, it, yeah, it was a really awesome battle. Like you said, the training was cool. It, it really was a fun little battle, which we're not used to. Yeah. Stars. Everything has to be gigantic, epic across like massive landscapes. Like this is a small little town, and it made sense for what they had. If yeah. it was any bigger, it wouldn't make sense. They it was just well written because they weren't like a huge enemy, but they were big enough, and they were able to do get them with what they had. Christian, yeah, it wasn't. No, it wasn't like uh, you know. Oh well, we we have this box of thermal detonators. Would that help? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I was glad that they made the, you know they had realistic resources for what they would have. Obviously, Mando's ship is loaded for bear, so that yeah. that helped a lot. But it's not like they had stuff. That that's one of those ones you're like, all right, well, why do you have all that? You know, and and why did you let all your all your food get stolen if you have some kind of weaponry to defend yourself? I just want to include the chat for a moment. Yeah. Uh, Liquid King 87 says that uh, Mando is not a traditional Mandalorian race wise, but he is Mandalorian by culture and by other Mandalorians. This has been the way this is the way this for is the millennia. Way. So what truly is a Mandalorian? And our friend Ivan Soto says the Mandalore culture is very adoptive. It's not rare that Mando isn't a born Mandalorian. It's pretty common, actually. Uh, there's conversation out there that neither Django nor Boba Fett are actual mm-hmm. Mandalorians. They just wore the armor. Yeah. So, As in I, born in, in, in one right, Mandalorian. Right, not actually born there, right. but but adopted into the yeah. society. Yeah, it's yeah. an injury that I love... I love that we're getting more information with that and diversity because it makes sense realistically in real life, culture, ethnicity, nationality, all is different and it's not, you're not always born into anything. It's mainly how you're raised. Oh, absolutely. And I think in comparison with the Jedi, you know, the Jedi traditionally you're, you're brought in yeah. but and not rarely raised into the Jedi. But uh, with Mandalore, it seems like you get both. Mm-hmm. You can be born in like maybe the, a Mandalorian has a child and then they're raised as a Mandalorian. He was one of the foundlings. He was brought in, which I think is a key. It might not be a massive difference for the culture, obviously, but in terms of this character, I do think that is definitely worth noting. I see Jeff looking at memes, which I can't wait to share later. <laughs> but another... Oh, I do want to shout out the chat. Thank you guys for wa- watching with us and joining this conversation. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button. 
Hit it right now, baby. And then leave us a comment after this episode ends. And if you're on listening to us on Apple Podcasts, hello. Please hello. give us those five stars. Leave us a review there because we love to keep the conversation going there as well. Okay, another scene that I loved was that ending scene where Mando is having this really hard decision where he wants to leave Baby Yoda because he's so happy. What? Oh, wait, I just wanted to ask a question. Ask. I don't, I'm sorry. You're so we excited. Can talk about I, we I have just, to let you did ask Did we it. buy uh, Kara jumping up and, like, shooting the eye and then getting it to fall? Because I was like, all right, they're well, going to get it to step in. But we know what we know what uh, Mando's rifle does. His rifle, you know? yeah, it obliterates so it'll, Yeah, so the fact that that thing is reinforced and stronger than other metals, so she didn't obliterate the ATST. I think that's Inside. why she took it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think because she had that weapon, it was believable. You know, but it's fair because it's like, oh, so wait, a lightsaber can cut through anything? You know, like the, the ADATs on Hoth. You're like, oh, okay, so oh. the lightsaber can cut right through that. You just got to get under there. So, you know, I think that it is sort of a callback to that, though. I think it just, it showed us just how powerful that weapon is and why he walks around with it. Because yeah. it ultimately steps in and yeah. is destroyed. Yeah, I think it would, and I like that the plan didn't go perfectly. That's a great point. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was just like a really fun scene, and obviously the villagers had to win, or it else that would have been like, yeah. genocidal. Yeah, it, yeah, it, the show ends. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so crazy if for Disney+. If a raider Plus just picks just... up Baby Yoda, the end. <laughs> Credits. Dave Filoni. Like, that's... Have you seen all those tweets that are like, <laughs> what would you rather see other than Baby Yoda? Yoda dying and oh stakes would you rather delete your Twitter or see baby Yoda die? I would rather delete, delete Twitter as an app and everyone <laughs> off Twitter. Wow. If that meant that baby Yoda would stay alive, <laughs> I yeah. agree. who needs Twitter in their life? It's true. I, which I'm on at Christian DMZ. Uh but yeah, no, I, I that's not much of a choice. I don't I don't ever want to see baby Yoda die. No. Yeah, you know, unless he dies like old Yoda where he grows old and then he becomes one with the force. That's fine. Yeah. But agreed. I don't want to see him like die in this show. Agreed. But sorry, sorry, Steph. So that final scene, or the the last couple scenes where he has to make that decision, I thought at the Traveling time it was with the me good. Is no yeah. life for him. It's not. It's true. That's what I thought, but then we always keep forgetting that the tracker is. Can we still talk there. about that? Yeah. Where yeah. is that? Where is the tracker? Like, can they like? You know, I think we know where it is. Can you? Oh yikes! I think we is know. Is that where it is? <laughs> I think we know. I was going to say like, is it in his foot? And you could cut it out, but I think Ryan's found where it was. Asshole. No. <laughs> oh, no. no. It can be found <laughs> knee-deep in his McClunky. <laughs> it's in his McClunky. <laughs> Yo. Yo. But, but you know, that we need to find out where that we is. We need to find where it is. is there, isn't there a way to scan for it? You know? I don't know. It just seems... Like, the Mandalorian would know how to do, since yeah, that's what if, he's messing with all the time, is bounty. That's a good point, Christian. Even if you can't take it out, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if we were in our world, and I was like, oh, they've got some kind of, like, electrical tracker on them. Look, this is going to hurt, Baby Yoda. I'd put those paddles from the hospital on them and shock them. I don't think they're going to work anymore. That's a really good point. Come on. Put, a, put like, a, one of those restraining bolts that <laughs> droids wear. You know, something. Yeah. Or yeah. is there a way to, to just jam the signal? Like, Yeah, that too. I, it's a, it's definitely an issue. I think he didn't realize, though, how big of an issue it was until the end of this episode. Because yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it. And I, I thought that, I that made sense. Jeff, what are we doing? Well, because... That's what, a what, what, thermal exhaust port. It sounds yeah. like that's where the trackers lie. <laughs> that's what I've gathered. I absolutely knew what Jeff was going for. And I decided I wasn't going to acknowledge it. I was going to let one of you do it. 
<clears throat> we need to figure out where the tracker is. Where's the tracker? Side note, can we get Baby Yoda uh, a bulletproof vest to wear? He doesn't need one. He's a Jedi. He's fine. Listen, Blaster. Blaster I lot of It's an emotional end of the year. If we lose Baby Yoda, oh, we man. lose. By the way, if we lose, if we lose Baby Yoda... <laughs> And at the Oscars, oh, they don't have him as part of the in memoriam. They're missing. They don't know film. But I yeah. don't want us. <laughs> I don't want us to lose Baby Yoda. Okay, yeah. let's wrap this up. So <laughs> I love that final scene where Kara has his back. Kara yeah. has his back, and and it's so well shot. Kudos to Bryce Dallas Howard because you really think it, it is a high tension moment where Yoda he has a dead shot to Baby Yoda. I fell for it again because they yeah. did the same no, exact too. bit in the first episode yep. where IG Eleven like he must be killed and then you hear a gunshot and you're like what and then ig11 falls same thing with this scoped up it's in the sights baby yoda you hear a blaster shot mando's like helmet's about to come off the sexual tension's so high and he's like whoa 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 and he goes back and then you just see the bounty hunter fall i can't believe i fell for it again yeah but if you listen close enough before kara shot him mcclunky yeah. She definitely I, said I, she didn't. Oh, okay. She's like, looking really? at me like she did. I was no. like, shut up. Jeez, no way. I, no way. I, I think that one thing alone would make me decide I don't need to watch the rest of the show. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up the episode. Yes. But what does Ryan have for yeah, us? Yeah. Director's Corner. Yes. Director's Corner. Yes. Bryce yes, Dallas Director's Howard. Corner. Bryce Dallas Howard. So the, Bryce Dallas Howard. The first on-screen Gwen Stacy from Spider-Man 3. Yes, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. Um, and she also, she's an amazing actress. She's the daughter of Ron Howard, another amazing filmmaker. Also directed a Star Wars property, Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, picking up from Phil, from Chris Miller and Lord Phil and Lord. Miller, Lord yeah. and Miller. Um, so, yeah, she has Star Wars in the family. She's been raised with these movies. Her dad's always been a massive fan and has directed something. So it's only right. It's only correct for her to direct an episode of this show. And I thought she did an awesome job. Um, she, you know, in all these interviews over the past couple of weeks talking about this show, she's been really passionate about introducing Gina Carano's character and saying, you know, oh, I'm just adding little details, having conversations with her. So I really thought she's an awesome job. She's a great director. She's done a few TV episodes in the past. She also starred in a great episode of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. season three on Netflix. So yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard, I'm really impressed. She's also the second woman to ever direct any live action Star Wars, which is, you know, it's long overdue, but she, she crushed it. Yeah. Really cool. Um, and I hope she gets more under her belt. I really thought that the direction in this episode was great. It was an awesome pacing. And, you know, when you have a father like Ron Howard, who's just the master class director, she had to pick some stuff up from him. And I totally think she she crushed this episode. I hope she gets more. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought she was amazing. Yeah, I think she did a great job. And uh, this was a this was a good one, I think, too, uh, for when they you know broke down the assignments for the directors. I think this was one that made sense for her. And I think she did a fantastic job. I agree, job. because there was more women than we've gotten in any episode, in one episode, including the bartender, yeah. the love interest in Kara. So it does, in the daughter, it makes sense that there would be a female director's take in inherently needed for this type of episode as well. So I thought it was a great pick for her and a good episode. So thanks, Rai. She crushed it. Let's get into news and gossip, which has to do with our girl, too. News and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. We talked about this on Star Wars News yesterday, 4 p.m. Pacific Thursdays. She was talking about the infamous... 
soup scene. Baby Yoda <laughs> drinking it and just what everything that had to go into that scene. So again, it's a really complicated choreography with Kara and uh, Mando fighting and then everything settles down and you see Baby Yoda and Steph she she mentioned a few alternate takes of how yeah, they were shooting. Yeah, she it. has this fun quote about it because she was say, like Ryo was saying, she was saying it was such an intense scene and it was really well choreographed and they were battling it out and just using all their might and then the then Baby Yoda springs into the scene, sipping his soup, and she says everything else goes away. All these amazing feats of athleticism and martial arts and all this stuff just becomes Baby with soup. And all we wanted to do was a zillion takes of how Baby was going to drink his soup. <laughs> Would he drink it with one hand, with two hands, sipping it a lot, sipping it a little bit? There were so many options, and I just thought that was so funny because I thought it was great. What 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 they picked was great, but I would have that same idea, too. Like, how how would Baby Yoda sip his soup? Right. And just the timing of the scene, too. That's why it's been the biggest meme on the internet the past week. Because it's just, it looks so funny and also it's so adorable. Yeah. That, yeah, I would stop fighting and look at that and then just settle down and talk about your past. Yeah. Because they immediately make up mm-hmm. after that. Like they're friends. Baby Yoda brings them together. What else is happening in Star Wars news a lot? We cover it, like Rye said, yeah. uh, Thursdays, 4 p.m. on Popcorn Talk, so you can get more in-depth look at to what's happening in Star Wars news there. But right. I have another thing. What? Yeah. So uh, we were talking about Baby Yoda just uniting everyone, like the soup scene. I did send a video, Jeff. It's a little montage I cut together of Baby Yoda basically uniting the country. We've had a ton of celebrities uh, reach out or not reach out, just be asked in interviews like, hey, have you seen Baby Yoda? Have you, what are your, what are your thoughts on Baby Yoda? And I cut this little video together. I think we're putting it up on the screen right now. Enjoy. Oh, man. All right, here we go. So it's Baby Yoda in the cockpit, the classic button. Baby Yoda. Stop touching things. Baby Yoda. <laughs> floating in the pod, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. There it is. <laughs> I feel like Baby Yoda has united the country Elizabeth Moss in a way that is very necessary. What's cuter, Baby Yoda or Porg? Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is going to finally bring us together. Maybe Baby Yoda could be president of the United States. I'd vote for him. Same. That's my nominee. I'd want to know where he stood on That's healthcare. That's my president. I want to know candidate. where he stands on healthcare for all. And then I'll decide whether or not I vote for We know he'll lift us up, literally. Oh my god! Where did this song come from? Look at him leave in a galaxy. Did you divided. record that song? Did you that have a That is courtesy of studio? Jeff. Do you know how to pronounce the name fully? Perry Grip. Long time fan of Perry Grip. If you guys like that, check out Chimpanzee Riding on a Segway, Cat Flushing a Toilet. Oh. He's the man. All Shut of that. Yeah, so there was a lot more news. J.J. Abrams, um, I, there was a cute... <laughs> sorry, There's a lot Ryan. more news, by the there way. There was a lot more news. I want to tease you guys a little <laughs> bit. There's yeah. a lot more, There was three TV spots released last week, oh which was God. awesome. And... <laughs> And there was a live Q&A at Galaxy's Edge with the entire cast and J.J. Abrams, and it was really fun to watch. That's on YouTube, and it, um, I suggest you guys watch it. And Don't the- forget the big announcement what? about Episode 7. Not Episode 7 of Star Wars, 
But episode oh, seven sorry. of Mandalorian. That's right. Episode seven of Mandalorian will be on a Wednesday, people. Yeah, yes! a Wednesday, not a Friday, because later that week there's another little Star Wars thing coming out. So hopefully, we'll we can switch our coverage. To well, and they there. wanted to attach uh, some kind of special trailer to Mandalorian, I guess. So that's, that's why right. they put it on Wednesday. Uh, some of us might have seen the movie by then, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. Wink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into some predictions. Christian, you want to start us off? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Are you unsure? Well, I've seen the next one, so this becomes awkward. Oh, but, yes! But I will say that something that happens in the next one is something that I predicted. Um, look, I think at some point Mando's not going to be able to keep going from planet to planet like Bill Bixby in the old Incredible Hulk show. Oh, can't you stick around? No, no, I've got to be moving on. And eventually, I think he's going to get ambushed by, you know, I don't know, the guild or at least multiple bounty hunters. And he's not going to be able to fight his way out of it. And Baby Yoda will save him again. I feel like that's an episode eight sort of a Mm. thing. But uh, I think that that's something we'll see down the road. We have seen the next episode, but I think one thing this episode hinted at for long term is I think that helmet's coming off. Yeah. I, I do predict. I know he's Mandalorian culture, but I think this this el- this new element in his life, which is Baby Yoda, is going to complicate him and his culture and, and also his profession of being a bounty hunter. And I think the helmet is going to come off. There's going to be a situation where he has to take the helmet off in order to save Baby Yoda. Something like that. And he's going to have to choose his culture or baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great prediction. My prediction is actually on the screen right now. It's of me disguising myself <laughs> as baby Yoda so I can so the Mandalorian will let me sit on his lap. Uh, wanted to give a shout out to the chat because this is something we were talking about before. Uh, let's see, I lost it. Uh, Eduardo Cruz has the idea that uh, a DNA subspace tracker, so that there's not an actual device on Baby Yoda, oh. but it's set to his DNA. So in that case, you could still, I don't know, That's boy, so if only up. he had some extra armor around that might inhibit the reception. Ooh. So maybe we could get Yoda Mando armor? Leave Baby Yoda alone! <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve him! <laughs> All right. Uh, real well, quick, I, I do yes. want to say, I'm glad you guys brought out the helmet. We have one more minute, so I'm just going to go over this. One more big, funny <laughs> culture moment in Mandalorian. People are talking about Pedro Pascal's energy being very hot, despite the fact that you don't see anything about Pedro Pascal. I agree completely. Uh, he's playing into it. This is a very funny moment. Uh, here's a little meme of someone running down a beach, kind of coily in a thong, saying, me putting the biggest bounty on my head possi- uh, possible so the Mandalorian can come get me. <laughs> and he tweeted back and said, I'm going to get you. <gasps> Wait, I, I like need to tweet at Pedro. Yeah, yes, so, you uh, do, Steph. Wow. The, it's actually, it's a pretty funny, it's a BuzzFeed article, and uh, it's talking about how there's sort of this just really sexy energy that Mando's exuding, despite the fact that you never see an inch of him. Yeah, I, I really thought I was alone in that in that <laughs> space, but guess not. The internet agrees yes. once again. Once again, the Mandalorian is bringing us together in more ways than we thought possible. So thank you, Star Wars. Thank you. Okay, and we are going to be covering the next episode right after this. So yep. don't go anywhere. But if you don't have time, where can we find you guys? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ and Thursdays over on the Popcorn Talk Network for Marvel Movie News. That's 1 p.m. Pacific with our friend Grand Admiral Zia. 
Yes, and you can find me at Ryan Nilsson on Twitter and at Ryan Nilsson, N-I-L-S-E-N underscore on Instagram. You can find Steph and I on Star Wars News every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can watch the, the show I produce, DC Movie News with Roxy Stryer, 1 p.m. on Fridays. Yes, I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And we will see you guys shortly. May the force be with you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 